Blog Talk Radio.
guys finally we made it on the air there has been sorry about that earlier with the snafu with the time and everything um just you know um i'm broadcasting live from sonoma so we've had a little bit of a fires up here if everybody's been watching the news so um we had a little bit of a trouble with the studio but welcome and that was elvis perkins my guest today along with spencer drake um with while you it's called while you were sleeping and i am going to bring elvis into the studio and again um i just want to say to everyone out there we want to thank all the first responders this is my chance to thank everyone for coming up here and uh really helping us in sonoma and the napa and kenwood and santa rosa area so um with that I would love to start this writing out with uh, Elvis Perkins as well as my co-host Spencer Drake. So let me bring everyone into the studio, and we are going to move forward. Hey, Spencer. Hey, Elvis. How are you? Hi, Holly. I'm so Hi, sorry Elvis. about that earlier. <laughs> and Elvis is there. I called Elvis back. Yeah. Uh, so Elvis, I you're on here. tour, huh? You're on tour. Um, Hello, Holly. Hello, Spencer. Hello, everybody. Hi. How are you, um, Good, man. How are you doing? Good. Um, I am actually not on tour at the moment, just sort of wrapped up a micro tour um, 
in observance of these uh that track you just heard is the opening track on my first record which came out um 10 years ago and uh we um we've just done a bit of a uh victory lap of sorts um just playing three shows one in LA one in Brooklyn and one here where I live in Hudson, New York, in the Hudson River Valley. Oh, nice. Um, uh-huh. And uh, it would have possibly and, and maybe still will be a, um, a more expen- uh, expensive, that densive uh, <laughs> tour. Um, but uh-huh. uh, it, is a, it is a rather large undertaking and therefore an expensive one um, to mobilize what ended up being about a 15-piece band. Wow. Um, yeah, I we saw did. that. I uh, saw a couple friends of mine played with you. Tommy Stenson and people like that played on the yeah, latest yeah. CD that I got. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Tom, Tommy Stenson did play on the latest CD. He's not. Uh, yeah. um, he's a friend. He's a friend from Hudson here, but he's not on this record that we're talking about. Um, uh-huh. But uh, but there are upwards of fifteen people. We had a string section. We had singing saw players. We had um, horn Incredible. players and upright bass and. Um, and we had most, um, of the original players on the record doing their original parts. Um, so it was quite a trip and quite a, uh, a time warp for me and for, and for many of the players involved who, um, some of which came in, you know, more than 10 years ago, did their parts and then kind of, we all, we all went about our lives and then 10 years 12 years later they get the call from me hey so we're going to put this uh we're going to put this record back on its feet would you like to be part of it um Mm -hmm. and uh we were able to uh you know gather most of the troops and it was a wonderful uh it was a wonderful time i think had by all good yeah that's awesome you know i wanted to say real quick spence before we get into this um, Elvis, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit um, about where you came from and, uh, I mean, you know, your music and all that. And also, um, you have quite a g- amazing background. I mean, w- as a child, um, right. you could tell everyone who your dad is. Um, so <laughs> Let's let's go for it. I I mean I was blown away when I was reading your bio. I was like, oh my gosh, wow! This is there, it, there's so much beautiful stuff and very sad stuff, but really amazingly beautiful. It's like the phoenix rising from the ashes on this one. So you did an amazing job with your music. I love it. It's great. So well, thank go you so for much. It. Yeah, I'll go for it. <laughs> um, <but it's>, uh, <laughs> Let's go uh, maybe a little further back in time to to uh, speak about some of the, the colorful um, ancestors um, now <laughs> swirling in the uh, in the infinite. Um, I actually had a man. I had a man. Um, I had a man on the Mayflower, long, long, long ago. Um, really? Who actually fell wow. off? He fell off the boat. He <laughs> fell right off the boat. Wow. Uh, on the way over, and just due to a piece of stray rigging, um, he was able to grab hold uh, of his life and was um, dragged in. Seriously? Uh, oh my uh, God! Seriously? Yes, wow. a man called John called John Howland. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he, uh, you know, if he hadn't uh, grabbed that piece of rope from that boat, we wouldn't be talking here today. Wow, amazing. Oh, wow. That is so Um, incredible. Yeah. Um, I had a a great grand uncle who was a Martian observer. He was uh, a... Uh, Yay! Giovanni Schiaparelli, yes. Did he he discover the canals from Mars? Did he discover the canals from Mars? um, He did. Um, It it was sort of a... uh, his his terminology was kind of misinterpreted or mistranslated. Um, okay. He no. he called them the um, the channels of Mars, mm-hmm. um, and oh, they nice. were, they came they became um, known as the canals of Mar- Mars, sort of suggesting that an intelligent life had produced them. But um, he was just referring to them more as uh, geological uh, structures, channels right. more than canals. Mm-hmm. But yes, he was, he was the one who, um, observed those for the first time and, wow. and Amazing. gave that, uh, name to them. Um, his great niece, my great grandmother was the, um, revolutionary and, and sort of surrealist, uh, fashion mogul of the 1930s, Elsa Schiaparelli. She yep. was, um, I remember well, that. She was blown away. Coco Chanel's, Coco Chanel's radical um, yeah. counterpart, right. and uh, she collaborated with Salvador Dali and Man Ray, and wow, um, she was a major force in uh, how we wear our clothes back then and how we wear them today. Um, and uh, and yes, my father was in a little-known movie called Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, <laughs> and uh, he, it was uh, filmed here. It was filmed here. Did you know that? It was filmed right in near me Sonoma? in Bodega Bay. In Bodega Bay, which isn't wow. far Bodega from me. Bodega Bay? Really? Yeah, Tippy Hendren. At a soundstage? Yeah. There were a lot of oh, people up tip, here. Tippy Hendren, that yeah. was and the birds. And Tippy did the birds. I know the birds. But they did some of it up here, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, wow. Yeah, he uh, he made a mark with that one, and um, obviously people, uh, as evidenced here on this call, are are still very um, moved by that performance of his, um, mm-hmm. and uh, understandably so. He he did a real fine job um, on that one, and uh, Elvis, and yeah, your father, your father didn't. Major, I, I'm into film. I've done five film books. I have a film festival. I followed your father's films. Your father uh, is also <clears throat> well known in many other movies. He really did. He was a great actor, and he did oh, various films that are maybe some of them people didn't see. You know what I'm saying? You know that he was oh, just course, really yeah. a great actor. He made scores, mm-hmm. um, but uh, that performance for uh, various reasons. Yeah, you know, is out. what uh, he stand gets out. remembered oh, for sure. uh, most of the time. Sure. And then you're related to Marissa Berens, your mom, right? Was that 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 is my mom's sister? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and uh, she was a she was in Barry Lyndon, which was a she great was. film. And that's uh, one of the most picturesque movies uh, Stanley Kubrick ever did. And, Indeed. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, uh, so I want to know how Elvis, 
I wanted to know how Elvis got into music is what I want to know with all this amazing background of everybody else <laughs> around him, fashion and film and and uh, astronomy and um, the pilgrimage. I want to know, how did you get into music? Who were your mentors for that? Um, well, it's uh, also little known um, about my father's work that uh, he made uh, several LPs in the late 50s and early 60s. Did he? Um, yeah. He sure did. You can uh, you can still find them on vinyl here and there, and uh, they're online and all that. Um, and uh, he was uh, a singer, basically. Um, well, he, he did a lot of, uh, you know, musical work on Broadway and, and beyond. Um, mm mm-hmm. And he made these records where he's featured as a as a vocalist, sort of um, crooning wow. and singing beautifully. Um, so he was a musician. He loved to make music. He played piano um, all the time in our house and had a uh, tremendous record collection, which I now have. Um, Yay! And so it, uh, <laughs> it really was no stretch for me to... Um, well, I was exposed to music through him and through just the environment well, in our the house. Well, the big thing about your dad was he was into Elvis Presley, right, and named you Elvis. Is that true? Um, that's uh, that's it's a bit of a misconception that that follows me around. Um, really, it was actually my um, my mother was the bigger fan and mm-hmm. uh, they did they she was a fan, but she didn't. Um, set out to call me Elvis, and it kind of was a result of a uh, a joke that went awry. Um, <laughs> they they had other names for me, um, but uh, she was carrying me uh, at the end of Elvis's life, and he was you know very pregnant with his own glory and his. Um, his riches and his, uh, you know, what he took into his his form, and so he was a obviously uh, larger than life character in all ways. And my mother at the time was larger than life with mm-hmm. um, this baby she was carrying, and right. so she and her uh, she she and her god uh, and my godmother, her best friend, began jokingly referring not to the baby but to the the. Uh, um, her stomach as Elvis. Uh, oh. Elvis, and, so cute. And, that's great. And when I when I was born, the names that they had prepared for me just, I guess, couldn't. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't hold up. You're so right. Here I am. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's really really great. That's you, you just so great. You were also Elvis. You were uh, you were also taught by Prescott Niles, right? The, uh, that's correct. Guitar. Uh, I was taught. Uh, We're both first, reading um, Wiki, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, one one must be careful reading Wiki because it's full of misinformation. I but know. I I can see yeah. how Spencer's going. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, he uh, he's the bass player of uh, the great band from the late seventies, The Knack, and so he's responsible for that um, wonderful bass line from My Sharona, and oh yeah, uh, as as a teenager and a pre-teenager in Los Angeles, he was um, issuing lessons of all sorts, piano, bass, drums, guitar, uh, to many of my friends. And 
Um, it was th- through them that I decided to take um, electric guitar lessons from him, and uh, yeah, he uh, he got he set me out along my path to be a guitar player. What, what, what musicians? Oh, that's amazing. Look, what musicians did you look up to? Um, you know, when you were younger. Well, I uh, it began mostly as sort of a looking, more of a looking at than a looking up to uh, through MTV, which my uh, which was hitting just at the perfect time for my brother and I, um, and we were watching it um, uh, at great volumes, uh, both volume you know uh, quantities and amplitude, um, and so I I took in everything that. It was giving me, you know, I loved Duran Duran. Um, I I loved the uh, the hair metal bands of the 80s. Um, I loved uh, Tracy Chapman and the Traveling mm-hmm. Wilburys. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was sort of a, a, after I moved away from the, the kind of glam rock of it all, uh, that I went more in the direction of what Tracy Chapman and the Wilburys were mm-hmm. um, were offering. Oh, me. nice! Yeah, yeah. Did you like jo- Did you like Joni Mitchell? Of course. Yeah, yeah, she's like that's like one of my one of my all time favorites. Joni Mitchell, CSNY, Jackson Brown. Yeah, I can see where yep. that went. Yeah. So, w- did you? Um, you know, I I I. Didn't want to get away from that, but I I know that a lot of your music that you're recording now, I noticed that some of it um, was in uh, on net and the Netflix a couple film scores and stuff. That's really cool that you've gotten to that point. Yeah, that's yeah. just so great. Yeah, um, we can go through that and then move forward because I just think it's so cool if you take your music and go there. We have a caller. Do you want to take a caller? Because it was really hard. I'm hoping that nothing crashes here. <laughs> Let's um, do it. Spencer, did you ask anyone to call in? Spencer? I did. I asked Richard Barone if he was available, of course. You know, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll br- I'm going to try to bring him on, but I remember okay. telling you we we have – oh, this, I'm hoping. Happy birthday, Elvis. No, I just hope it doesn't doesn't uh, go oh. off here. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay, two one two. You're on the air. Hey, is that you, Richard? It's Samantha Lewin. Oh, oh Samantha, hey, Samantha Lewin. Hi, I know uh, all three of you. It's amazing. Oh, great! Amazing. Nice, nice. Elvis, I Have know his hi. entire life. Hi, Samantha. How are you, Elvis? I love your music. I'm, I'm very well, Samantha. It's lovely to hear your voice. I just talked to Jed, and he's going to be tuning in. Nice. And, oh, awesome. Uh, great. Yes, Elvis used to come to my home many, many years ago after school oh, and really? wow. hang out with my two sons. Oh, yeah. oh nice. really? Are you kidding? Really? Oh, no, yeah, no, no, they were close. Great. We had our vacations oh, awesome. together and uh, kidding. Cod long, long ago. But, long, long ago, oh, another yeah. life. In memory of, of your father for today, because Psycho is on tonight on on Turner, um, it just happens to be. My memory of him is much more Tony at the piano, playing yep. incredible ah. <laughs> Christmas music and singing. Really? Wow. You're kidding. Loved, oh, I love that. love that so much. Silver Bells comes to mind. I um, love, you must have, love that. You must so. have... Uh, 
You must have been given that uh, Christmas recording that he made for friends and family. I was. It was a, oh, it was a cassette. Old, old cassette, yes. Indeed. So I oh. just wanted to say a quick hello to all of you. We love you, Samantha. And we love, love you, you, too. Samantha. Let's, let's really quickly, I want to say Samantha Lewin has the most amazing gallery in New York City. It's so different. It's a very boutique-type, hands-on, um, curated um, place for art. Sam, Samantha, you want to yes. tell everybody a little bit your address and yeah. stuff real quick, and then we'll yes, carry on? Yes, uh, I'm at SamanthaLewin.com. You know, I'm your biggest fan. Yes, you I'm are, your biggest Polly. Fan. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you made me famous on your show, and now it's Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, please take a look at the website. I, uh, I'm handling uh, the top rock and roll photographers of the past. Yay! And celebrity wow. movie stars. and. Uh, oh, they, hey, listen, they, Samantha, name some rock photographers. You know, you've got great ones. Name some. I have Mick Rock. I have right. Baron Wallman. Right. Herbie Green. Oh, um, yeah. wow. I have Nancy Lee Andrews. May Pang. Uh-huh. And... Now, uh, Terry O'Neill. Oh, great. Huge. Oh, yay. Oh, and also James Fortune, oh, who fantastic. has a book oh, out. Nice. just came out today with yeah, Led Zeppelin on the cover. Wonderful. Terry O'Neill oh, is a dream. Yes, yes. That was oh, a cool. fantasy, and he is being shown here in my gallery as well. Great. Wow. Great. Very happy. So, and how would I'm how would that. somebody come and see your stuff real quick? They I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Alice. They call and uh, I give a private appointment, and Wonderful. then Yay. you have you know time alone with me, unlike going to a gallery. And if you're where lucky, and if you're lucky, you get a cup of Earl Grey tea by the fire. <laughs> something that something nice that. Samantha has prepared in it's her oven. either pot like of tea cake. or coffee mm-hmm. <laughs> and something home-baked. Wow. Yep. But maybe okay, you remember that. Of course. Nice talking to you, Elvis, and I'd love to hear from you again. L- Likewise, Samantha. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Love you all. We love you, Bye. Love you, Samantha. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too. Bye. Take care, honey. Take care. I love Samantha. We've had her on. I, well, I've had her on a couple times. Um, we nice. had her on with James Fortune, and then um, I had gotten. I talked to Mick Rock about putting his stuff in her gallery, and he said, "Yeah." And some of her, his pieces have sold in there, and I know that there's some really cool ones, but. Wow, you spent time with her. That's amazing as a family. That's just so cool. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wow. I'm I, sorry. I, I, didn't, I, that, I wanted to bring years, that on. And she, she's one of the great collectors. You know, it's Elvis. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, she's always talked to me about rock photography. and uh, Uh-huh. That's for yep. the years. She's, she's one of those great collectors, and she has a really great great venue, you know. I will pay her a visit in New York City next time I'm there. Uh, Elvis, you got to so tell me when you're going. Do me a favor. Tell me when you're going. I'll go with you. I'll meet you there, okay? Cool. Okay. Let's That's do real it. cool. It's really, yep. really nice because it's in Holly, her, ha- it's in her house. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, know, I know Samantha's house very well. Trust me. <laughs> yes. It's great. 
I know she has some really good food over there, too, because, you know, her one son is a chef, so he creates really good good spreads over there. But anyway, getting back to you, Elvis, um, what I wanted, I I didn't mean it rudely that way. I just wanted to say um, your music that you have done um, and you've gone into different, you know, directions with it being on um, in film and, and stuff like that, that's just, and soundtracks, that's really amazing. You want to talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, those, uh, I've made two soundtracks at this point, and um, mm-hmm. I really didn't, uh, I didn't consciously decide to do that, but um, my brother happens to be the maker of those films, and he, oh, wow. the first one, he was like, oh, yeah. The first one, he, uh, you know, was like, hey, man, I'm making my first movie. Like, uh, I'd love to, wow. love to have you make the music. And I was like, well, okay. Um, so, we, uh, so, yeah, I got it together. It, um, it was this, I was making that music the same year that my last record uh, came out. And I was on tour for most of the year with that. And, um I got off tour and had about a month and a half to get it together. And it was um, not easy by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but it, uh, it was challenging in a, in a very um, uh, compelling way. And uh, yeah, that first, uh, that first soundtrack just came out on vinyl in March of this year. It's called uh, the black coats daughter. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's part uh, part song and part uh, instrumental music, and it's uh, sort of a satanic uh, girl school film. It's a horror movie, and uh, yeah. And then we we made his next one together as well. It's called "I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House." That's a Netflix uh, original. You can see it on Netflix. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, who knows uh, if I'll have more of those in the future? But it was. It was cool um, and challenging to make that music uh, for for those films. Was it? Yeah. Oh Did yeah. Did you have to watch the dailies and then create it, create the music for the dailies, or did you have the song and then you knew what you were doing it, what kind of scene you were doing it for? Um, not really. I mean, um, I had little clues along the way, but I didn't really see the film till it was more or less finished. Um, Mm-hmm. And uh, at least for the first one, because I had been busy uh, touring my record, I um, was trying to prepare as, as best as I could um, leading up to actually having the film. So I did a lot of recording without actually having seen the film um, and ju- just recording music that I thought might later on work. Um, and uh, it was an interesting um, method which which yielded some um unforeseen and uh happy results but it it was uh it was a, it was a, a bunch of chaotic uh unrelated music files that were sort of mashed together to make um to make the thing that it is and one thing or one of the things that's uh that's cool about making horror movie music is that basically anything goes and the more um the more sort of wrong it sounds the more right it is um oh so wow it 
it's all about create it's all about creating dissonance and conflict and violence and um tension so uh after a while of working on it that all of that sort of begins to weigh a bit on the psyche of the maker but uh i made it through the, the other side all right wow so wow. do you have, That's Elvis, do you have, do you have songs that you've done in the box, we call in the, you know, the expression in the can, uh, do you have songs that maybe you're coming out with on a next album or future things? You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Current, what are you currently working on? New projects? Yeah. Any new projects? Um, I have uh, I have a single that should be out. Um, I'm hoping it's going to come out on November 8th, and I think we're going to get that together. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, that would be a year to the date that um, this uh, character we have in office of the presidency was elected. And right. uh, this song is um, is a bit of a prayer slash meditation um, uh, for the awakening of the uh the humanity and the goodness which somewhere must be dormant mm. um in these people as i believe it exists yeah. in all humans the same way from birth but but something something must have happened um to this uh, motley crew um that's currently uh in power uh and the song is uh it's both serious and and not a joke, but uh, it's both yeah. funny and serious, and 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 an earnest prayer for uh, for something uh, to to wake them up. It's called uh, mm-hmm. Here Go. Um, it's called It's called There Go the Nightmarekins. Did, did um, you, Elvis? Did you ever think of doing like a forty-five uh, vinyl uh, to to issue out? Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I'm I'm involved with a vinyl event that Jack White's going to be speaking up up in Detroit. I was a vinyl judge, by the way, with his first vinyl event. So I'm always talking about vinyl, which Holly knows, and she's into it. I, I was thinking a lot of some musicians put out 45 vinyl, actually 45s, you know, in vinyl form, and issuing uh-huh. their singles on there. It's a great idea, I think, um, also for the sound, you know, what I believe yep. in. Uh, so I was just asking if, if you ever thought about doing uh, vinyl, you know, in the vinyl well, form, 12 inch, 45. I think he was going to do that. a vinyl, right? Yeah. Uh, well, well I've done yeah. I've done lots of vinyl in the past, but funny you say that. Um, this reissue of my first record, Ash Wednesday, um, which is uh, I've had them to sell at these 10th anniversary shows I've just completed, um, and today the 27th is the day when that double um, 180 gram um, 45 of wow. the LP is available today. Oh, it's, great! Um, today oh, nice. Stores and online. That's um, great. It is 12 inch. It's a double, and it is a 45. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay. And where and where can <laughs> we find that it. on on? Yeah. Where where can we find that online for mm-hmm. our um, listeners? I I would just say to ask the um you know the all-knowing uh robot overlords just ask El- you know ask for elvis perkins ash wednesday vinyl reissue oh cool mm-hmm. yeah excellent and 
You know what, Elvis? Let's give your website out real quick, too. Um, that would be ElvisPerkinsSound.net. Mm. So, yeah, there's there's a couple of S's side by side in there, Elvis Perkins and then Sound.net. That's Great. cool. And you have your um, events and where you're going to be touring. I see that you're going to be doing the Edinburgh Festival in the summer of 2018, which is kind of cool. And the international um, tour dates and stuff. Are you are you finding that on my website? I'm finding that in the bio that you sent me. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm um, also in the midst of um, a wonderful theater piece that is the uh, brainchild of um, a good friend of mine from high school, actually. Um, with oh, wow. whom I used to play, I used to play chamber music with this guy. His name is Jeff Sobel. Oh, how cool! And he um, he's part uh, magician, part clown, part uh, wow. dreamer, part thinker, part actor, dancer, mover, shaker. Um, and he creates uh, incredible work. His last piece was called Object Lesson. And um, after seeing it one time and having my mind and soul. Uh, blown, I just kind of casually offered up my musical services to him. And uh, this piece that is uh, going to BAM actually in December as part of their Next Wave Festival um, is the result of that collaboration between the two of us and a wonderful cast of um, performers, producers, director, da-da-da-da-da, sound designer. Oh, wow. Uh, So that piece that piece called Home, um, like I say, is coming to BAM's next wave in December, and it will be at the Edinburgh Festival, um, I guess, in August, sometime over the summer 2018. And we'll be going to New Zealand with it in March, and uh, there's talk of other international uh, festivals and locations. Wow. Oh, wow. That's Sounds fantastic. Great. So many great things that you're going to be doing. And, um, you know, the song that we opened up with, we talked a little bit about that while you were sleeping. You want to talk a little bit about that song? What it, um, what what it means like to, to you it. and a little bit? Oh, let, well, what's the intention behind that? How, what was the inspiration for writing that song? Um, well, I, uh, I actually began writing it um, on uh, Cape Cod. Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and um, it started out as a, or the genesis was sort of a literal um, list of things that were actually happening um, in the house while people were sleeping, um, and and then it uh, it kind of uh, spiraled, you know, outward and, and became. Um, a an ever growing list of things that happen while uh, you know the human collectively uh, is asleep as we are you know destroying the planet and um, and well I don't know if we're destroying the planet but we're we're certainly making a a terrible mess of it um, and uh, so that's basically uh, yeah that's basically what's going on in that song and it's um. Um, yeah, just, uh, another, you know, work that, that hopes that we're going to get our act together and, uh, 
and wake up. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really cool thing. We should talk about um, your uh, CDs that you have out, your releases that you have out now. The one that <clears> I <throat> have, um, this has, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you have another one that is out as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about the music on, on these? Um, well, sure. After Ash Wednesday, which we've been talking about, uh, I made a record mm-hmm. with some dear some dear friends of mine um, who I toured uh, extensively with, uh, toured Ash Wednesday before it came out and after it came out. And we called ourselves Elvis Perkins in Deerland. Um, that's with a D-E-A-R-L-A-N-D. And we... Uh, after being on the road together for a couple of years, we went to the studio and made um, my second collection of songs. And we named the record after the band, and the record is is uh, presented under the band name. So, my first record was a solo record. The uh, subsequent record um, was, you know, eponymously called Elvis Perkins in Deerland, um, and that's. Uh, it was me and three three guys, and we had horns and we had strings, and um, it's slightly more kinetic, kind of up tempo, mm-hmm. um, so a lot of uh, New Orleans type influence, horns and whatnot. Oh, nice. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and then we toured that for a long while as well. Um, and after that kind of album cycle was complete, I took some time off to figure out what was going to happen next. And a bit more time mm-hmm. elapsed than I had than I uh, had intended. Um, and in that time, I self-produced and self-recorded um, <clears throat> my third collection uh, called I Obeyed, and that's I believe that's the CD that I sent you guys. Uh, mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that was made mostly at home, um, wow. and mostly self-engineered and uh, oh, self-motivated. Yeah, mm-hmm. it uh, because it was self-produced and self-engineered. It it took a lot longer than <laughs> it might otherwise have. <laughs> uh, and that's a more um, kind of experimental. Um, it's. Uh, the word psychedelic could be used, but it's sort of um, misleading. I call it sort of idiosyncratically um, psychedelic or unintentionally psychedelic. Um, and it is a a stranger, more mysterious sonic uh, tapestry than the previous records. Um, yeah, I was, which gonna, is the I was result of, going to say that, that it's a very mysterious sound. You know what I mean? It's a very different... I really like the sound, by the way. It's just a different mood. You know what I'm saying? Mood. Yeah, it's uh, it's the result of a lot of experimentation and a lot of layering, and um, yeah, and there's some samples. Like we have uh, samples of uh, Aaron Copeland's "Rite of Spring" in there, which just were accidentally mm. 
offered them it's it, the the universe sort of accidentally offered or not accidentally uh, offered that music to um be part of what you're hearing um for some of the recording process i was living in a uh mobile home in ojai california and it had a radio in there that when it was on the am band um it was issuing these um cascading oscillating um wonderful wild sounds which i learned could be controlled uh with the light switches in there um so when you hear when you hear a strange sound that's just just kind of comes through and um spirals in and spirals out that's that right. am radio in there and uh i i ended up also recording a lot of of the fm band while i was in there and it was it was set on the classical station and so i recorded a lot of classical music um on top of the tracks and there were instances as with Aaron Copeland's Ride of Spring um where the the two overlapping tracks just randomly playing together in time and space um created some uh wonderful um moments which never would otherwise have been um possible so uh so there's that sort of thing there's there's wave machines there's um there's thunder there's fireworks there's you know wow. field recordings of of those things um and it's uh brilliant yeah it's a, it's a real uh collage of it's really brilliant of sounds. Elvis. you're very brilliant it's very uh, it's very eclectic very yeah, eclectic very, very, yeah and and he's very you know elvis mm-hmm. you're very creative i mean you're very creative and uh this album really i mean it kind of blew me away because the sound and the, the structure of it and what you were dealing with is really amazing and now that you told me that i first knew about that you did this whole thing almost by yourself is is quite amazing you know well i, I had a lot yeah. of help as you see in the liner notes um but uh but yeah, most of the time it it was me facing the uh the computer and the microphones and whatnot on my own. Wow. Yeah. You know what I wanted to ask you all this, um what on the gigs that you've played so far and I believe you played recently with uh Richard um on some music, um or during was that a concert that you guys did or was that a just a um We've done a few concerts together at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met. Oh, nice. We met at um, a thing called the Cabinet of uh, Wonders, or is it the Cabinet of Curiosities? I think it's the Cabinet of Wonders. Um, mm-hmm. From. Uh, oh, Denny's thing. Denny. Denny's thing. Uh, Was well, it Denny. Den- Denny. Denny. Uh, well, actually, no, he wasn't part of that, though. I did meet Denny through. Richard, um, after Isn't one of Richard. Isn't he great? I love him. He is great. Yes. Yeah, Den- oh, Denny great. wants us, Elvis, Denny, Denny wants us, me and Judith, to do a whole thing there with our music design, you know. He's like, he's oh, that a very, might be uh, nice. Yeah, and he's he's like into that type of, uh, I can see your type, yeah, he's really close to, you know, Richard Barone. But i, I got to tell you, I saw you at the pub, Joe's Pub, with uh, Steve Adabo and uh, David Amram, and you played, and uh, Richard. Oh, yeah. And it was quite, that was quite an evening for me. I mean, it was really amazing. And that's what I, actually, that's the first time that I saw you and there was something coming out of you. I said, you got to be on the show. You know what I mean? You were 
resonating. And by the way, Richard always brings on people. You know this, that he's always great musicians. So, you know what I mean? It was like a no-brainer, you know, and I'm, I'm glad I heard, I'm glad we have this album on the show that you just put out, you know? Great. Uh, happy That's to be here. amazing. Yeah. yeah, we are. And I'm so sorry about earlier for everyone that's listening. Um, uh, you know, this will be available afterwards on iTunes as a podcast and also on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio as a download, also as a podcast. But um, you can download it and if you missed the beginning of it or if you tuned in late thinking that it was starting at 2. Sorry about that. We started at 2.30 little bit of a snafu up here because of all the connectivity issues we were without power for like a gosh on and off for a couple of days and it's been uh hmm. they're still they're still putting fires out up here so um wow. yeah just little areas but boy i'll tell you you know it's like uh, i just really can't thank the first responders more than you could imagine yeah. um you know some of these Not cities it's that, amazing it's I'm crazy. I'm glad you went through this hell out there okay and your house is okay because I, I know your life has been through a very heavy thing with the last couple of weeks, and I'm glad you're back and the show is back. Yeah. We had um, a little bit of smoke damage and uh, a fire across the way jumped the street and almost uh, wow. took out a vineyard. So um, that was yeah. interesting to watch. To watch. But you know what's really great is everybody had already done their harvest, most of the people. So drink, uh, if if you drink, which I don't, but if you drink, um, drink California wine, guys. Um, we uh, Wine is uh, going to be a good harvest this year. They did a really good harvest. And uh, I know that uh, we are trying to, you know, get back to normal here, but it's going to take yeah. a lot of time, a lot yeah. of rebuilding. And uh, yeah. it's amazing all these people are flying in, believe it or not, Elvis, to do um, concerts here. We've had three or four benefits go on mm-hmm. already with some wow. local people that live up here, like Tommy Shaw, Jack Blades, and um, uh, Carlos Santana, everybody you know that lives up in this area. I know yeah. a lot of people lost houses. John Lasseter, I believe, um, that did Cars. Um, some of his property. I know there were quite a few vineyards too and uh, tasting rooms mm. and stuff. But, yeah. you know, for all the people out there listening that um, would like to help, you can go on to the net and look under Sonoma Fires and uh, you can pick out your own nonprofit because there are, I, I can't believe there were over, I think it was. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but I know it's in the thousands, like in the in the double-digit thousands of homes and people that are misplaced. But um, I want to I want to make this a happy show. So, um, I mean, you know, we just have to deal with reality. But that was part of my reality of not being able to do shows for a, for a while. It's been crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just grateful that I'm here and um yeah I was out taking my sprinkler I actually put sprinklers on top of the house and uh wow that was wow. <laughs> we kept the top of the house from burning down I swear yeah it was pretty crazy but 
we survived. And um, it's a new saying, Sonoma Strong. I know, I know. And I'm glad you're here. And, um, you know, I wanted to say for all the other interviews that we were planning on doing that we missed, those interviews will be rescheduled. We have quite a few interviews set up coming up on Fridays and some um, of my own shows on Wednesdays and then some fill-in shows that we've done. So just look for the new lineup to be announced. And uh, I wanted to give a plug to the film festival coming up in Nashville for um, Lee Stewart and the Southeastern Film Festival that will be happening. Um, If you haven't gotten your tickets, you can go online. You can check out Facebook and uh, do that as well. And Um, and also, uh, Holly, go on the link, southeasternfilmfestival.com, and uh, you'll get a lot of the info and buying tickets or interest. We want to give a good plug to our friend Lee. Absolutely. Holly's a judge. Holly's a judge. I've been a board member and a film judge, and we'd like you people to attend. It's down in Nashville for the first time. And we've had over uh, over a thousand entries worldwide in film. A lot of entries. A lot of entries. Yeah, worldwide. Elvis. We would love. Gosh, maybe next year we can get Elvis to come and perform. I know that we've that got would be cool. quite that a would few be music cool. performers. The City Winery will be of a venue that's holding the um, music. Yeah, let's invite. I'm going to invite you, Elvis, to come next year. I'll talk to Lee about it. Wonderful. And, uh, I, I played that would, the uh, I played the city winery at one point out there. In Nashville, yeah. nice. Um, yeah. In Nashville, indeed, yes. Hey, Elvis, you did. Have you played in Great the New play. York City winery? I sure have. That's yep. where I. Uh, that's where I met uh, Richard Barone for the first time. Really? Wow. Oh wow. Yeah, we were, we were nice. we were doing one of these cabinet of wonders from uh, Wesley Stace, aka. Um, John Wesley Harding. Do you think you'll um, be at New York City Winery soon? That's the question I wanted to ask you. Uh, performing? Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Um, okay. My next uh, city appearance will be well, well for this uh, theater piece at BAM um, in early December. And uh, also I'm playing these shows with a band called Alone and Together. Uh, which is a um, a group of songwriters playing each other's songs and one another's songs with oh, a band. Oh wow! Um, and that'll nice. be be me and uh, Eric Eric Johnson of the Fruit Bats and um, Sam Cohen, who's a great songwriter, and uh, um, Joe Russo on the drums and Josh Kaufman playing bass. Uh, we'll be at Music Hall of Williamsburg on the fifteenth. Of December. Mm. Oh wow! How cool is that? Yeah. Well, that is great. So those will be those shows will be on your website, obviously. So I want everyone to make sure. And also, you're on Facebook, and you're also on Twitter. Um, make sure to check out everybody on Twitter. Make sure you check out Elvis on Twitter, and also on Facebook and. also, make sure you check out our new lineup. We'll be posting very shortly. And I wanted to thank you so much, Elvis, for being here and putting up with uh, the snafu there. And we're going to end with a song called I Came for Fire. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Uh, that is a track from 
um, uh, my latest uh, record called I Obeyed, one um, I was talking about earlier. Oh, wow. It's been okay. self-recorded. Um, and uh, it has some of these um, AM radio waves as well as some classical sampling in it. Um, and it... Uh, it uh ended up being something of a a brief and oblique telling of uh of the history of uh our species <laughs> so it's wow. called i came for fire um and uh it's um it is what it is let's uh let's have a listen thank you guys so much for uh having absolutely me today. hey thanks a lot holly kidding? i want to give a shout can thank I, can, you. Can I give out a message well, we have a few moments. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, w- yeah. one is ahead, I want to congratulate my partner Judith's daughter, Ariel Cavusi, for being in the Cook Galoris Film Festival 2017 for a film, The Poet and the Professor, and she's just done some work with Emma Stone, which will be in a series on TV. And also, I want to also definitely announce that next week we have Anthony DeCurtis, famous author of Lou Reed, A Life, which... Judith and I and Sylvia Reed are mentioned with many other people, including Richard Barone. So that's going to be a heavy show next week. That's going to be a heavy show with Anthony. And um, thanks a lot, Elvis, for myself and for Holly. Thank you guys very much. Thank you so much, guys. And it's Friday. Everyone enjoy the weekend. Please do not drink and drive. And um, I wanted to say that, uh, yeah, I know it's really good to be here today. (laughs) And, uh, Elvis, thank you so much for being so so understanding with the time and yeah. um, also spending this hour with us and also this and amazing words. music and also sharing your your past. It's so it's so colorful and it's just so mm-hmm. interesting and um uh I give you great kudos on, you know, being here and bringing us this amazing music and uh thank God that guy held on to the to the boat coming over. <laughs> and with that, I came for fire, guys. Elvis Perkins. Take care, guys. Thank you so much. I turn up like midnight, like the edge of town. All loose matches, I move among the farm. Fact, they'll call me sire as I rise to the crown. Well, I came for fire This sticker of a
Put it.